This week on One Body Stewarding God's Creation, Aaron and Miranda Gleason talk about their meeting, courting, dating, and marriage relationship on Surrendering Our Lives to Christ. One Body Stewarding God's Creation. This is an awesome story, so you're going to want to grab that cup of coffee or tea and stay tuned. One Body. Aaron and Miranda are being interviewed by Divine Mercy Radio's on-air host, Kelly Roper. We are talking with Aaron and Miranda Gleason, Surrendering Our Lives to Christ. So tell me a little bit before we get into that surrendering part, give me a little bit of background on the two of you and, and uh, you know what, what uh, brings you here to Catholic Radio. Yeah, so I'm from St. John, Kansas. And this is Miranda. Yes, yeah. Miranda. It's going to be a little bit easier to tell because we've got a male and a female yeah. voice. Not quite quite as difficult as some of the other guests. So, yes. yeah, go and ahead. Aaron is from? I'm from Mead, okay. uh, so southwest corner. And um, Yeah, we met on um, a lot of diocese events um, throughout junior high and high school. would always see each other there, just serving our Lord and... Yeah, so yeah. I always like to joke. and <laughs> So the first time we would have met, now granted this would have been very amicable and, and not at all in a uh, romantic way, yeah. would have been, uh, as a freshman in high school, Miranda would have been a sixth grader. Yeah. And we were... <laughs> <laughs> nice, <laughs> yeah. I was, yeah. A, I was a camp counselor at Dodge City Diocese Church Camp in Scott City. And I was the camper. And she was a camper. And so yes. we probably crossed paths twice that weekend yeah. or something. But that's... Yeah. I knew who she was through diocesan events. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and uh, I think, you know, my parents and her parents probably met at some point there. And then when, when Miranda was in high school, then she joined the diocesan youth council, which I was already a part of. Um, and so that's where we kind of knew each other more. That's where we had each other's phone number yeah. and started to communicate more frequently in high yeah. school. And then um, came up on my senior year, Aaron's junior year of college. Going into the yeah, summer. Yeah, going before. into, mm-hmm. yes. And we really were like, oh, we like each other. So we had that define the relationship kind of talk. Um, Aaron came down to St. John, and we decided to take a week and really discern what we should do because it really didn't make a whole lot of sense logically. Um, him being at K State and me still at St. John. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah. So for a little background on that, the, yeah. the, the DTR talk. We, uh, I, I kind of we we had met as a friend date to talk about college choices and different things in Dodge and. Then that next week or two, kind of chatting back and forth, we kind of both felt like, okay, this is not just a friendship, but but what does that look like? You're a senior in high school. I'm a junior in college. I was very involved with a couple engineering clubs. I, I didn't have a lot of time. And so I was like, well, I'm going to school a week early to work on some of this stuff uh, in Manhattan. I went to K-State. And uh, I said, I'll, I'll be coming through around lunchtime. I'll just stop. We can go out to eat and we can kind of just talk about what's possible you know is this is this is this reality is this something that maybe in the future or like you know or is is what we're communicating right now supposed to happen right now mm-hmm. and so when i showed up and if <laughs> if you know my mother-in-law and you know me we could both probably talk to a wall and, and, be, and be, uh, be happy so so yeah. when i got there 
standing in the dining room that is now ours, yes. uh, which is uh-huh. another story, but uh, in, in her family's dining room. And um, I think I got there at 11.30, and I don't think we went to the restaurant till 2.30 or 3.00, yeah. you, yeah. you know, we're like, okay, 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 yeah, like, yeah. let's go, t- you know, like, let's go talk. And then, yeah. and then of course, you know, we go to the restaurant and we talk about anything except for relationships, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, so it, it, we just clicked and it was good. Um, and then coming back, you know, we kind of had yeah. that define the relationship talk of like, is this realistic? Because you're you're going off to college and she's still in high exactly. school. Exactly, yeah. yeah. and I'm going yeah. to my junior year of college too. Yeah. So yeah. you know, and like I said, just very busy with mm-hmm. with the engineering club that I was a part of, and yeah. just didn't have a lot of time. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, I don't have a lot of time. We're in different stages of life. You're in high school. I'm in college. We have we have very similar morals, very similar values. Like we we work well with one another. We see a lot of good qualities in one another that we would want to see in a yeah. spouse. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, we kind of had that talk and then at the end, you know, I think one of the reasons I love Miranda is like in Gleason fashion, I would kind of beat around around the the bush, bush. (laughs) but not want to like commit to one full way. And, uh, and, and I think she just looked at me and was like, well, what are you saying? I said, what are, so what are you asking me? So what are you asking me? You know? And so that kind of boldness is, is probably a big reason too, that, that we are where we are as well, that she was willing to just say like, look, I know who I am. And, and then that confidence is like, okay, yeah, then I, you know, I know, yeah, I know who yeah. you are too. You so, know? Yeah. So and then that next week we both decided to really spend time in prayer and discern whether it was right for us. And so Aaron went to hours and hours of adoration um, and I spent time in front of the blessed sacrament. Um, and we both, we were both praying like Hopefully the other person has this clarity as well, because if not, then, you know, our hearts would be a little bit broken. And, and yeah. So like we left that, the vehicle so. as, well, let's pray about yeah. it, which, is, <laughs> which, you know, is, is one of those things you're like, well, in a cynical view, you can say, oh, well, you just weren't ready to make a decision. Right. But right. but I don't think that 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 God had made us ready to make that decision before we had talked to him. Yeah. You know, and I think that, that, that that's happened a few times in our life where where we're just like, man, this is just, this doesn't seem right. This doesn't seem, uh, you know, like, why, why is my heart restless? And, and then we kind of just take, a be- take it back and say, well, this is what we want. Why we want it. Is it something that God wants for us? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I think that ties into surrender perfectly. Yeah. Like just taking sure. a step back and yeah. really asking him what he wants. Really? So. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I don't, I don't think, you know that that a lot of people think about that they just you know kind of muscle through you know keep on moving early in my marriage there was a bishop actually that we were talking to bishop helmsing god bless him and he said anytime because we went to him and we were talking to him and he said anytime that you have a big decision then you need to discuss it and if you're not in agreement with it then both of you need to to go separately and pray about it do a novena take nine days whatever it is pray about it and uh, then come back together and discuss but don't discuss it during the prayer time just just take the time to pray and then come back together if you're in agreement then you know great and if you're not if you can pray more great if not then the husband is the head of the household makes that that uh, decision and who was that ever hard for me I was like <laughs> what you know but 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 yeah. he's he was right you know and and really honestly that that is the prayer is is such an important thing instead of 
of just, yeah. I really admire that you guys were able to do that at such a young age, you know, to, to really be able to, to make that commitment and, and really seek out God's will. Yeah. It was a, I mean, it's been a huge blessing in our life to, to be able to do so because yeah. I mean, here we are now. So, yeah. Yeah. and uh, yeah, yeah, so. Yeah, so we date. yeah, we decided to date at the yeah. time. We, we mm-hmm. like like Miranda said, there's there's lots of interesting pieces as part of that. That like God kind of reaches down and says, you know, this is this is right. Like for me, I I went straight back to Manhattan, and in Manhattan uh, at the time, and I think there still is now, but it's been a while. Uh, at seven dollars in Manhattan, Kansas, they have perpetual adoration. Yeah. Um, and so like I don't know what time I got back. I remember it being dark, so it was probably nine or ten o'clock, and. And I, you know, the whole drive to Manhattan, I, I called my brother, I'd called my sister, I'd called my parents to just, you know, <laughs> yeah. you, you, you call the people that love you and want the best for you to talk about important decisions. Sure. And just kind of, uh, it's good to have that support system as well, because I think they also were the ones that were like, well, have you prayed about it enough, you know, and, and you're like, well, probably not, you know, <laughs> I'm just kind of following this desire. And so... I went to adoration and I don't know if I was there an hour, an hour and a half. And I went, you know, I journaled and I'm, I'm not a journaler. Uh, ah. <laughs> uh, and, and just look back at some of my notes from different conferences I'd been to and, and just really kind of reflected on like who God was calling me to be as a man and, and what that would look like in a relationship. Cause I hadn't been in really a, a good dating relationship to that point. Yeah. And I came out with, some some really massive clarity that like Aaron you're supposed to pursue Miranda ah, and and that's uh, awesome I've never that's had so that clarity yeah. before and yeah. so it was it was a very surreal feeling of like okay well this is what God's saying to me so then I went to adoration every night for the rest of the week before I was going to see Miranda at one to pray like okay how do I communicate this with her like I want to tell her about this experience how do I communicate that with her so I continue to journal and but two I was like if Miranda's having different clarity than I am, then this is going to be really, That's really good. tough to get over because yeah. God, I'm pretty sure I know what you're telling me. Yeah. And if she's not getting the same message, then there's got to be a message in it, but it's going to be hard for me to learn, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah. I don't know. I've always, I've always had a prayer that, that when I want something or, or I feel like something's right, it's like, all right, God, this is what I'm doing. You better put a brick wall up there and there better not be a window because I'll climb through it, you know? Yeah. And so it was kind of one of those like, all right, if it's not, if this isn't right, then she needs to be f- fully clear too, because I'm not yeah. sure how to go around it. But yeah. you can tell about yeah. your week that you had. My week? Yeah. Um, so in a small parish, we don't always get adoration. So <laughs> um, I went to the church and prayed in front of the Blessed Sacrament and journaled as well and really felt kind of the same messages of, yes, I'm supposed to say yes like my fiat yes and so uh, then I talked with my mom as well all the important people in my life my grandma um, and we all felt like God was really pulling me toward um, that yes and um, yeah we just honestly I just had no doubt in my mind that Aaron is the one to pursue as well, even though he's the major pursuer. But um, yes, mm-hmm. that we both had that same clarity as well. So until about St. Therese, your mom. Oh yes. Uh huh. Yeah. So then, um, mom was my mom is a hair was a hairdresser, um, and she was cleaning out her desk in her shop and. 
she found this St. Therese prayer card and there was a speaker that came to St. John whenever I was probably in junior high. Um, and anyway, the, she had a St. Therese prayer card. And that, maybe in sixth grade. Right? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> maybe about the same maybe time. so. Maybe so. <laughs> um, and so we found that and St. Therese is a little flower. I've always loved her. And we... Anyway, the prayer card was... There's a couple that got yes, married. Yes, there was a couple that got married in Flush, Kansas, which is by Manhattan, Kansas. And Very close and to. And my first two years at college, and even through, but at that point I'd been there for two years, I, I had a, a friend of mine that was uh, in grad school that I met. His name's Weston, and he was in civil engineering and was studying structural engineering. Anyways, we had met through St. Isidore's, and, and we mm-hmm. just clicked. And I don't think it's super common that a freshman and a grad student would just click and be good friends, but uh, yeah. it just happened. And and one of, it, I was within the first month of of being at K-State. He said, hey, you like, you know, I've seen you at Daily Mass. You like going to Daily Mass? There's there's Saturday Daily Mass. And I, you know, small town, I'd never been exposed to. I was like, you can have Mass on Saturday morning? I've never, you know, okay, yeah. cool. And so, uh, so I had started going to daily mass on Saturdays at 8:30 in Flush, Kansas, and it's like a town of 10 people, maybe, you know. And there's this beautiful St. Michael's Church right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's right beside Rock Creek High School, but there's not a town there. Rock Creek is kind of a consolidated school, and you know, you'd go and there'd be, you know, three people, and then a group of us college students that wanted to just keep yeah. pursuing and keep going to mass when we, wow. you know, when it wasn't offered necessarily in Manhattan. Yeah. So the fact that this had happened in flush yeah, was also kind of like a, really cool. Aaron, this is the church that you go to on Saturdays, yeah. you know? And, and so that but was anyway, really cool. that week we had found it in mom's desk. And so I started praying to St. Therese cause it had the wedding and she had appeared or they thought she had appeared um, there at their wedding in flush, Kansas. So continued praying to her for that clarity and that Aaron would have that too. And then I came up to Manhattan to kind of talk about what we both had learned in prayer. Um, and we went to Flush, Kansas. We started with Mass at yeah, Flush. Yes, started with Mass at Flush yeah. at 8 a.m. on Saturday. And yeah, went to the Friendship House after in yeah, and we'll go. We'll go. And um, yeah. then we went out by a little lake and both said, yeah, we think we're, we're supposed to date. So. Yeah. yeah, I kind of shared with her my journal from adoration and kind of told her my side. And then she was like, hey, here's this prayer card from this this wedding. This couple had fervently prayed to St. Therese. She mm-hmm. she had a devotion to St. Therese, who is also the patron saint of young couples. So that's kind of, you know, all mm-hmm. coming back. It's all it's all really cool. Yeah. She had this devotion to St. Therese. And, and she said, you know what? I can invite anyone I want to my wedding, so I'm going to invite St. Therese. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're like, how, how do you send an invitation to St. Therese? Obviously, you know, through prayer intercession. But yeah. but there was one image that the photographer took of their wedding that had a silhouette. It, just, it almost looked like uh, a mistake in the film or like a defect. But but there's a there's a shadow where she would be holding the roses. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, like it's not necessarily been a proven miracle or anything like that. But as it's been studied, they're like, I mean, she's the right height. There's a shadow where the rose should be. And then she's standing there right beside the bride who mm-hmm. had this devotion to St. Therese. And that, that was the speaker that had come to St. John. that was in Flush, Kansas. Yeah. I'd, whenever we had looked at the, or whenever I had played, prayed to St. Therese. And then yeah. it, we found out later that it was at Flush, Kansas. Yeah. So just, just really cool. And it was, I think the wedding was, 
uh, I don't remember the date. I think it was the 28th. Maybe. It was the 28th or 29th. Both of us have birthdays on the 29th. We got married on the 29th. We got married on the 29th. Our son was due supposed to do, be due on the 29th, but came <laughs> on the 27th. Yeah. So, so the yeah. 29th is kind of been a devotion. Not uh, it's a devotion is probably not the right word, but a special day of the month. You know, we always like happy 29th day. You yeah. know, so yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I think if we're going on the theme of surrender, uh, you know, I think there was lots of, uh, I don't know, I a synonym, I think, for surrender is sacrifice a lot of times. Um, mm-hmm. I think that they are... They're similar but different. A lot of it's a lot of time sacrifice. There's 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 more um, s- suffering involved, I suppose, and surrendering. It's more uh, like giving up control. But a lot of times they kind of go hand in hand. Um, and so I don't know. I think throughout our dating life, there was a lot of surrendering. Uh, probably more on Miranda's side than mine. <laughs> uh, I was very busy in college. Our yeah. first year of, of dating. He was... built a race car. <laughs> yeah. yeah she... um, and yeah. through Formula, through uh, K-State. And yeah, we didn't have a lot of time to, to have calls each night. But whenever we did, it was very intentional and um, kind of kept us going. So it really was a courtship throughout, throughout that fir- first year of dating. Um, and then I came up to K-State, and the car was done, and um, we really kind of flourished our relationship at K-State for the, my freshman year and his senior year, um, and went to daily mass together, and, you know, yeah, I think that there's St. Isidore's had offered. I think there's always kind of been an underlying theme of surrender you know, reflecting on just our lives together from a, from starting dating, we kind of surrendered to the fact that we're not going to see each other every day. We're not going to see each other every week. Sometimes we wouldn't see each other every month in that first year because of how busy I was. And, and of course, Miranda being involved with high school sports and different things, Mm -hmm. they're just, our, our schedules didn't align all the time. So we didn't get to see each other all the time. Didn't get to talk every night. Um, There was a lot of, a lot of trust involved with just Mm -hmm. one another being, being able to say, look, I, I see a future with you. You see a future with me. We're intentionally dating. I'm not dating you just to say that Miranda Garner's my girlfriend. You know, yeah. like this is, I mean, early on, I mean, within the first month, I didn't yeah. scare her away. I <laughs> said, the first three I, was weeks. Like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, Miranda, she's like, what? I always, I, I used to have a nervous tick, I guess. I used to, uh, say, I used I to say, fact for you. <laughs> you want to hear a fun fact or I have a philosophy is what I would used to yeah. say. And, and so I was like, I was like, I have a philosophy or a fun factor and and I asked her if she wanted to hear it and she's like yeah I was like look look I'm I'm marrying you or this isn't work like this is for marriage and and I don't think I don't think a lot of of 17 year old high school um, young women would would respond well to that you know because that puts a lot of pressure maybe on a relationship but I think that we both knew early on because we had surrendered in prayer because we knew Mm -hmm. that that we saw a future with one another and we saw what that could be potentially Mm -hmm. that 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 was a an appropriate comment for me to make three weeks into a relationship Mm -hmm. just to set the bounds of like like this isn't just for fun and and as fun as it can be Mm -hmm. it's that's not what it's for yeah um and so so then that kind of set us up, you know, and then we yeah. then we don't don't talk every night. And then we don't, you know, so there's like pieces of that that I'm sure were very difficult for Sacrifice. both of us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but what it did was it gave us a year to get to know each other better without seeing each other every day without, yeah. you know, and, and it allowed us to develop this relationship that even further on in our story, 
that like helped us because six months after we got married, we lived a summer apart. And so it kind of like developed those tools in our relationship that we were familiar with. It wasn't completely foreign when, when God said, here's this opportunity, but it's going to require you to be apart for three months. It, it allowed us to have more confidence to say yes to yeah, what that was. Yeah. And, um, and so that's just, I think, I think God does that a lot. You know, he asks, he asks a lot of you and it's not going to be clear right away. Yeah. Um, and you just kind of say, okay, I don't know if this would be the decision I would make on my own, but I, yeah. I, I trust, you know, yeah. I trust and I surrender my will for yours. And that's yeah. kind of what, what life's all about because we're only here for a short amount of time and, and we want to do, we can only do the most good for the kingdom of heaven if we surrender our will for God's. Yeah. And so I think there's been a lot of that just within our relationship. And we're not always the best at it. I mean, we're not no. sitting here saying, <laughs> be like us, you know, because because yeah. Lord knows we, we could surrender in a lot more ways that we're just holding on. Yeah. But yeah. but in, in every way that I can think that we have surrendered, mm-hmm. hindsight's twenty twenty, and you look back yeah. and you say, wow, God really prepared us for this because of this, or he prepared us yes. for this because of this. And, yes. and we wouldn't have, maybe they weren't decisions we would have made without mm. without having having God's will in mind and allowing him to work in us. Yeah. And, and, you know, the surrender is just one step at a time, you know, because I think often if we knew the big picture, if we knew where we were headed and where we would end up, you know, we would run the other way. At least I know in my life, you know, I, I certainly would have, I had no idea I would marry and have eight kids and homeschool for 26 years. And, you know, I just, I had no clue, right? You know, yeah. and I w- that was not in my plan at all. So, um, you know, it, it really is just a, a gradual surrender step by step by step. And, you know, you can look back and think, wow, God, thank you. But, you know, at the time, you would not have been saying, yeah, Lord, let's go with this, you know? Yeah. So um, I don't know if you've experienced that in your own life or not, but... but yes, uh, and here, more here recently, actually, um, we did live in Bartlesville, Oklahoma. I, w- I was at, uh, working at ConocoPhillips there, and um, that was my first job out of college, and that's why we spent a summer apart whenever we were married and things. Um, and so here recently, I just kept asking God to um, you know, show me the way, close doors if mm-hmm. that's what you want. Yeah. Um, and so the birth of our son was in December 27th, 2021, mm-hmm. a great day. Um, and then you know, maternity leave, I was on that. And then after maternity leave, I went back to work and you know, really felt called to maybe stay at home with him. And so we kept, just kept exploring that, praying about it, and, and really asking, what, what do you want, God? And so then that summer, um, we, I had asked to go remote um, with Conica Phillips, and that didn't work out for whatever reason. Again, God's will surrendering. Yeah. And I, I resigned, and now I stay at home with our little 11-month-old Isaiah. Mm-hmm. And I think that has been one of the biggest testaments of surrender um, because we moved back to St. John, Kansas, in that, and that's really one of the ways that we could have, and could have moved back and have me stay home, and was really made it feasible. And so, mm-hmm. yeah. Any more to add, Aaron, on that? I don't know. Lots to add, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, we went from, uh, you know what, uh, first, <laughs> a senior in, and a freshman in college yeah. to married with a baby to, yeah, so yeah. they're probably, yeah. But, it, but we all get it. the picture. We get the picture of the, the surrender and, and really over and over again, you know, surrendering. Um, so really, really beautiful. We need to take a short break right now, but stay tuned to One Body Stewarding God's Creation. There's more to this story as we return with Surrendering Our Lives to Christ with Aaron and Miranda Gleason. We're back on One Body Stewarding God's Creation. Aaron and Miranda Gleason. One body, God's creation. Surrendering our lives to Christ. One body, one body. Kelly Roper conducts the interview. Aaron and Miranda, where do you want to go to the story? Do we want to go backwards or do we want to keep going forward? Uh, we could. I, I, we've basically gone as far forward as we could. Yeah. Uh, so we should probably just jump back a little bit. Okay. And, um, and just kind of talk maybe more in depth about, like, places where we've surrendered, like, after, like, when we got married and then mm-hmm. kind of move forward there, I suppose. Okay. Um, so we decided fairly early on in a relationship like, okay, if, if we're realistic, realistically getting married, when's a, when's a good time to do so? Yeah. And being three years apart was kind of like, okay, like, is it after I graduate? Is it after she graduates? Where, you know, where is that? And we'd kind of come up with December 29th of 2018. So it, it was six months after I graduated college and, and a year and a half into her college career. But she had taken enough college credits in high school and things that she actually graduated in three years from Kansas State. So she had a year and a half left when we got married. We had kind of made, we came up with that date pretty early on in the relationship. It's kind of like, well, it's 29. (laughs) It's the day after this, this, this uh, unofficial miracle at Flush happened. So, you know, it's kind of that same timeline. That's a pretty neat date. Um, and and then you know as as things shook out, if that wasn't realistic, then it wouldn't have happened. But yeah. you know everything kind of came together, and mm-hmm. um, I was able to propose uh, on Easter, on Easter at, after Easter mm-hmm. vigil in Ellenwood's uh, St. Joseph Church, mm-hmm. which is where half of her great aunt and uncles have been married. Yeah, um, yeah, it's a beautiful church. It's a really pretty church, Kansas. and it's it's 35 miles from where she grew up, so it's not mm-hmm. too far, too far. And then we ended up getting married on the 29th, so right after Christmas in the same mm-hmm. church where I proposed. So it was just kind of neat that mm-hmm. we were able to do that. And um, But what that meant is that I was done with college working and she was in college. And so during my job search, I'd kind of put a pin in Manhattan and said, anything an hour and a half from Manhattan is realistic so that I can keep working and she can keep going and not have to change schools or whatever, you know, because mm-hmm. she wants to finish up at K-State. Yeah. That's realistically, you can make something work within an hour and a half, whether we split or we live one place mm-hmm. and I commute or right. whatever. So yeah. fortunate enough, had had a few options uh, within within that radius and, and found a really good, uh, at the time it was a family-owned company. I'm a mechanical engineer and, and it was... Um, and it was in a small town. I'd grown up in a small town. Brand had grown up in a small town. So there's a lot of aspects to, to my employment that 
really made a lot of sense and kind of was really fortunate that God blessed me with that job and and, and still there now and still with yeah. them currently. <laughs> um, but a piece of that was that then it was like, okay, we're getting married in December. Where are we going to live? And in between Manhattan and where I work in Sabetha is an hour and a half, but there is not much in between. So it's like, well, I would prefer to drive more than Miranda um, just because I'm more comfortable with it. I enjoy drying, driving, and mm-hmm. Miranda's fairly indifferent to it. But uh, <laughs> uh, so it's like, I, I can, I'm willing to make that sacrifice more. But then we ended up finding a place in Frankfort, Kansas to rent, and uh, it was directly 45 minutes from each, wow. uh, which yeah. was great. We were yeah. able to split that split that burden, and for mm-hmm. a year and a half, it was, yeah, we just kind of like, we're like, this is what makes sense. God's calling us to be together now. And we've had people ask us, like, man, being married while one of you is working in one's college, like, how does that work? And, and my answer is always, well, it's probably different for everyone, uh, but for us, it was a huge blessing because mm-hmm. I... I went to work in the morning and I came home just, you know, on a normal schedule. Granted, I had an hour and a half commute uh, total. And and then Miranda, uh, she ended up only having classes a couple times a week. Yeah, Tuesday and which Thursday, was nice. which was really nice. Cut down on the travel. But the reality was is that no matter how busy her schedule was or no matter how my, busy my work schedule was, that at night we met and we were together. And we didn't have to, uh, we didn't have to schedule being together, which would have been a lot more difficult, me being an hour and a half away and sure. working and her being in school, we would have had to do a lot more pulling and tugging to figure out what works to make sure that we're seeing each other and engaged and trying to live out uh, a non-modern engaged life where we we don't stay with one another, you know, yeah. that makes it a lot more difficult logistically. And, mm-hmm. and so being able to be married and, and then share different we were at different places in our lives, but to be able to share it and just be home and, and be, be together, be together yeah. Yeah. was just a huge blessing. And But it was kind of, I don't know, scary in that we did have to surrender because the drive is long. You know, it's up in Manhattan, Kansas, where it snows a lot and the, the roads aren't very good either. Um, yeah. So I think it was a little bit scary for our parents too, yeah. just <laughs> saying sure. that I'm going to drive 45 minutes each way and On he's going to drive. <laughs> yeah, he's going to drive yeah. 45 minutes to work as well. So yeah. um, it was it was a little bit unorthodox. But it was good. <laughs> and then and then when Miranda was getting ready to graduate, she had an offer. And, and I guess that first summer we had talked about living apart. She had an internship down in Oklahoma. We saw each other most weekends. There was only a couple weekends yeah. that we didn't get to see mm-hmm. each other. But so she lived in Oklahoma for that summer. And, and then that, after going back to school, actually came a job offer with the same company mm-hmm. in, in Oklahoma. And, and it was another one of those times where it's a decision that we have to make as a couple because I have a good job that I like in Northeast Kansas and Miranda now has a great offer from a company in Northeast Oklahoma. And what does that look like? And it's one of those decisions, like, like you'd kind of mentioned, you're like, well, it's, it's pretty hard. You kind of have to make a decision together, but you're kind of choosing one career or the other, like whose career is more important. You know, does, does our future hold Miranda staying home with our kids? And if it does, then, then does that need to just take a backseat? And, and I, you know, we kind of made the decision like, no, this, your, this job offer in her career field is just too good to pass up. And so I had a, a difficult conversation <laughs> with, with my boss and my boss's boss and just kind of said, 
uh, like I don't want to I don't want to speak too soon because it was probably October and and she would be done in May. Yeah. But I said. And this is 2019. Yeah, before COVID. Before COVID. <laughs> before COVID. Which and, is important which for is this detail. Which is an important detail. little caveat. Yeah. But we, uh, and I just said, look, I, I really enjoy what I do do for you, and, and you seem to enjoy the work that I do. And what, what would the possibilities be of working remote? Because I said, uh, outside of the occasional times that I need to go down to the shop and look at a part or, or whatever, I'm spending 95% of my time behind my desk here yeah. as it is. And, and I said, I'm willing... I'm willing to go find a job in Tulsa or wherever I need to mm-hmm. if this isn't something that you want to pursue, but I, I feel like we have a good relationship. And and, and so we kind of went back and forth on some, some uh, parameters of what that would look like and, and came to an agreement of allowing me to work fully remote from mm-hmm. Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And this is, so I'm planning to go remote in May of 2020 and March rolls around and, and, and they say, yeah. if you have a laptop, go home. Yeah. And we had actually mm-hmm. bought a home in Bartlesville, and, and her February classes all before. went remote. Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so we just moved to Oklahoma a little earlier. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. um, and it's just, it, it's, it's another one of those things where we both surrendered to the unknown that, like, I might have to lose my job, but this is what we feel like God's calling us to do. As a family. As a family yeah. is mm-hmm. to be in Oklahoma and her to pursue this, this job. Mm-hmm. In hindsight, she no longer has that job, yeah. but I still have my job, and I'm able to do it from St. John remote because I took the leap and did it at the time, yeah. at the same time. So mm-hmm. it's one of those deals where if we could have been in the exact same spot today, but we would likely have to be living in Northeast Kansas, and and maybe we would still have Isaiah, and Miranda wouldn't be working for ConocoPhillips anymore. Or, you know, pieces of it might end up the exact same, but because we were willing to say, no, we need to do this and we need to be in Oklahoma, we were in Oklahoma for two years, and then God said, we need you, you to need, go back to Kansas. You need <laughs> to go home, and, and it, yeah. it was the right timing. Her parents had just built a house, so we were able to, to purchase the home that she grew up in. Mm-hmm. And there, I mean, God is so good to us. I, I don't know what we did to deserve it, but it seems like every time we've surrendered and, and made really hard decisions and said, no, this I think this is what's right for our family, and I think this is what God's calling us to do. Uh, again, you look back and you say, we could have ended up in the exact same pieces of it could have been the exact same with or without those mm-hmm. those prayers and those uh, decisions, but it's so much better now because Isaiah and and if we have future kids, we'll, we'll be able to grow up with their cousins and with their grandparents mm-hmm. in town, and, and we're a lot closer to my family as well, and, yeah. and so we're able to make quick trips to them and them to us, and so yeah. I, we've, always, we've always wanted a, a family-centric family. Uh, we've always, both of us have desired that. And when we were in Bartlesville and even when we were in Frankfurt, we didn't know how we'd make that happen because there wasn't a real desire to move. But we had great back. friends. We great had really good friends. friends. Um, yeah. Yeah. And all throughout, re- yeah. God really just kept, right. kept his hand in it. But then, you know, we never thought we would end up in Mead or St. Mm-hmm. John, like long term, because we really enjoyed we really enjoyed Bartlesville and, and the size of town that it was and our friends that we had made. Uh, the community there is, is great. There's, an, there's a Catholic school and, and all of those pieces that we were like, we could see ourselves in Bartlesville for a long time. And then Isaiah came mm-hmm. and we never thought we would want to move back home. Yeah. Um, and, and it just changes. God puts that on your mm-hmm. heart like, hey, like 
all those other things are great and they do make for a good life but yeah. but that's not that's not what's the most important and the most yeah. important is is family and 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 how do you convey that to your kids and i think we reflected on that as well you kind of mentioned our parents have been great to us and great to our faith life mm-hmm. when we reflect back on like why do we have a great faith life why you know and a lot of that is just family a lot of it mm-hmm. is just we were always with family mm-hmm. and they were catholic you know and 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 we all believed in the same things and and knew and knew what we had and and there wasn't not that it's not okay to question but you kind of get formed and reformed by the people you're around and so your family is is what's going to do that and whether you notice it as a kid when you i don't know for us once we had a, a child it was really like whoa like this is what it feels like to be a parent and how do we instill these values like with it not just being us like because we can instill it but we can't reaffirm and reaffirm and reaffirm like having family around all the time somebody listening i was actually going to touch a bit on jackie in our story as well nice i think um natural family planning is a huge huge thing of um surrendering to god's will and even throughout our whole marriage uh, we have used natural family planning and said, God, your will be done. Yeah. And Jackie was our my instructor back whenever I was 17. I had a lot of health issues. And yeah. she helped me through that and helped me go to Dr. Amy Hogan and then on to nice. St. Paul VI Institute whenever we were both, we were married. And I think that NFP is just such a beautiful thing to practice and be together on the same page in a marriage. So um, wanted to get that little plug in there as well. Thank you, Jackie. And then our merit, our wedding day. (laughs) Um, The day before it had snowed or maybe that morning it had snowed. Yeah, Um, just dusting because it was December. So you never Uh know what's going to happen. Yeah. And um, we woke up and gave gifts to each other. Um, and Aaron had written me letters each day of our engagement and just little snippets of, this is what I'm doing today, praying for you, love you, um, can't wait to marry you. Yeah. So that was a beautiful, beautiful thing. And then he also gave me his purity ring. Um, that was a major thing throughout our courtship and dating to stay pure and have that chastity with one another because that's God's will for us um, in dating. And I gave you <laughs> Is that, a little ticket book. Yeah, that's right, yeah. the ticket book. Um, of all the events all the that we had that we gone together. together. So a lot of them were Catholic. Mm-hmm. Um, we had it's like focus conferences like mm-hmm. SEEK and SLS and things yeah. like that. Uh, um, the Wichita Family Conference. We both we, uh, really enjoy Ben Rector music. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not necessarily a Christian artist, but mm-hmm. um, contemporary, I suppose. Yeah. I don't know how to describe his music, but yeah. I think we both kind of agreed that that's probably where we fell in love was the first Ben Rector concert that we went to mm-hmm. went with my sister and, and her boyfriend at the time who they're now mm-hmm. married and are expecting yes. little so prayers for little baby Santa little Cruz. baby Santa yes. Cruz nice. any day now so <laughs> nice. yes uh, nice. getting excited to have Isaiah have another cousin mm-hmm. nice. the aunt and uncle again yes um, no but the wedding day 
Uh, Everyone was like, are you okay, Miranda? I really, I don't know if you're okay. But I just had such peace that day. I just was like, I'm going to marry the love of my life and who God intended me for. And yeah, I was just like surreal and so peaceful the whole morning. And we didn't see each other that morning. Um, The first time we saw each other was walking down the aisle. And it was just such a special, special day. There's a lot of joy. I don't know. I think... I remember lots of pieces of the wedding day, but there's something about the the wedding rehearsal that's just really special um, because it's the people that, I mean, so we invited, who knows, I think we probably had 450 or 500 Mm -hmm. people at the wedding. And all those people were special to us because we wanted them to celebrate with us. Um, But the rehearsal is all the people that, it's all the family and your really, really close friends that that come together and, and you 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 share a meal with them after the rehearsal and it's just a really special time because there's there's the anticipation of the wedding day but it's almost you you uh, I think Miranda's uncle stopped me before we started rehearsal and just said hey like it's going to feel like you're living in a memory and I and I don't know if I've ever heard a more apt mm-hmm. description of the rehearsal and the wedding is yeah. that you're living in a memory yeah. like it just seems surreal yeah. there's so much excitement around it and um, and it's just nice to have all of your close friends and family together that yeah. night before and then yeah. the day of I think there's just almost a blur because yeah. you're smiling and there's pictures and you're getting ready and all the people you love are around you and then for me you know I was one of the first people at the church and and so I got to see friends and family come in and mm-hmm. and and share smiles and and they're like you know early congratulations and mm-hmm. things like that and there's yeah. just a lot of anticipation and and then the wedding itself was was just beautiful was, yeah i did want to share one thing yeah. that we did at our um reception we um did the grand march and our aaron's aunt and uncle led that um and then we went into our first dance and after our first dance we washed each other's feet it had been something that his brother older brother did with his wife we've seen a few weddings and some other weddings Mm -hmm. as well but it's just that way to say instead of the garter toss or things like that it's that way to say i am sacrificing for you you are the love of my life and who i want to spend the rest of my life with Mm -hmm. and really serving the other because Adam says uh, marriage is only hard when you um, are selfish and don't pray or mm. something like that. Yeah, um, I think yeah. it's been passed on from one person uh-huh. to the next, I think. But, yeah, yes. it's one of my things my brother said, I think probably in his best man speech uh-huh. as well. But it's just it's really it really is a good saying that it marriage marriage can be difficult, but it it's it's the most difficult when in, when you're selfish and when yeah. you don't pray yeah because everything else can be worked through but starting that off and not being selfish and washing each other's feet just like our lord did to the apostles mm-hmm. was really special too so mm-hmm. thank you thank, thank you, you. it's really awesome yeah. to to have both of you here thanks for tuning into one body stewarding god's creation folks heaven is unseen and so are these airwaves 
However, if you want to save unseen souls for heaven, please go to dvmercy.com and click on Donate, where your donation will be seen and appreciated. You're listening to the network of stations of Divine Mercy Radio. If today you hear His voice, harden not your hearts. (laughs) 